Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Calvin's not just a place, it's a people. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the McAvoy's Super Value GEA podcast brought to you by We Are Cabin. Um, on today's show, we're going to be bringing you the latest news from both the Cavan LGFA and the Cavan County Board, Cavan GEA County Board, um, in terms of fixtures as we come out of the restrictions um, imposed on us by COVID-19. And to look overall at this uh, this new information, which is wonderful to be getting new, fresh information. Uh, Paul Fitzpatrick, sports editor of the Anglo Celt. Paul, it's it's all starting to move. The the wheels are turning again. Yeah, the wheels are turning, Damien. Uh, men's football and ladies' football. We now have dates. We know when our county finals are going to be. We know the format that the championships are going to take. Uh, we know that both men's and ladies are going to play a couple of league matches before the championship throws in as well. Uh, so it's starting to come together. It's becoming a reality again that we, we have football. And um, I spoke to Mickey Graham yesterday as well, and he was saying, I was asking, was he surprised about uh, the inter-county championships being knockout? And he said he wasn't surprised. And he said, look, to be honest, for a while, they thought there's no chance there would be any football. So he said, we're just glad to get any football we can. And I think probably the same way with, with the club football as well, in men's and ladies. It's just great to be getting, getting back. And for players, I can only imagine the... The excitement of, of getting back, especially fellas and girls who would have maybe had injuries and stuff like that, have been on the go for a good while, never would have had a break like this, particularly county players, because you're always expected to come back and help your club as much as you can as well. Yeah, so yeah. they must be absolutely raring to go. And then for us in the media, for me and you in particular, who, who uh, live and breathe football, it's, it's just brilliant. It's like Christmas. So later on in the show, we'll hear from uh, Killian the Gunner, Brady from Mullahorn, and of course, cabin player um, on the men's club championship. But we might start off ladies first, and Paul Fitzpatrick caught up with the chairperson of Cavan LGFA, Carol Kieran. The talk about a living document above in government buildings, and it is definitely one of these things that what has happened is you get your fixtures committee, and it has been an erosion of fixtures over the last couple of weeks, moving them forwards, backwards in every which way. And then WhatsApp's going like mad. And it's great to see it. You know, there's a bit of anticipation and excitement and managers back on WhatsApp. And, you know, they're all beginning to tinkle. So um, so we're talking about that, you know, in consideration with that everybody has a very, very tight window with camogie and football, uh, men's football, that we had to be very, very prudent in our dates. And in order to ensure a safe return, no more than the men's, we have um, a league that we're going to uh, run where there'll be no promotion or relegation this year. And that's starting on Sunday the 19th of July, uh, again with social distancing and the 
uh, COVID guidelines, you know, to ensure safety. And uh, we felt that this was the best option to go with because we didn't want clubs, because it's like everything else, the natural reaction is to go looking for challenge games. And we felt it was more prudent that we structured them, have it safe without clubs going out of the county and so on and so forth. So the uh, return to play the LGFA uh, injury fund, that's back in place from Wednesday evening. And then we're looking that we'll have two or three uh, rounds of the league. And our championship is starting on Sunday the 9th, isn't it? Isn't that Sunday the 9th of August? Okay. That's so Sunday, yeah, that day. Um, our games will go senior, will go on a Sunday. And that, for the simple reason, is normally they go about half 11. And that's to allow facilitation within clubs that men's fixtures would predominantly have always been two, three o'clock in the afternoon, so that there would be a time frame to allow uh, sanitisation and whatever, you know, the proper protocols between the women's game and the men's game. So that is where that is going. You're talking about your championship final is on um, for the senior and junior, that that will be going on Sunday, uh, Saturday the 5th of September and the intermediate finals will be on Sunday or Saturday the 12th. Okay, so that's that's in line with last year, Carol, is it? Yeah, the the championship for the seniors will be two groups of four and the uh, intermediate will be four groups, three groups of three, one group of four and the junior, I think we will possibly have eight teams in that. And again, there'll be two groups of four with round games. So you will possibly have a maximum three round games going into a semi-final and a final. And will you get any underage football played, do you think? Yeah, we have, again, predominantly we're going to work with Saturday mornings. um, And uh, there may be a nod one evening. uh, So we're going with under 12s, 14s, 16s. Okay. And again, they will be predominantly Saturday morning. And Paul, as you can appreciate, there has been a serious amount of work done by Stephen Hughes and his committee, you know, with fixtures this year and working collaboratively with Camogie and with Jerry Sheridan of the CCA um, there in the men's board. And it's just to ensure that there is a little bit of help and support and you know within the clubs and that the the field is not going to be abused and the won't you know we're trying to have is as frictionless as possible you know yeah and, and, uh, yeah in, in terms of the intercounty scene then carl uh, you mentioned to me that us were unhappy with with the seeding system in the all ireland is there any change on that no the seeding system has remained. Uh, the seedings are Cork, Dublin, Mayo and Galway. And uh, we did our best last week to try to get them to move on that. No. So you have to win. There's 12 senior teams, so there will be two. You have to win your two games uh, in order. And that's the maximum that there will be, is two games. And then if you happen to go through, of course, there'll be three games. 
Okay. But, um, so there's, there's five senior teams in Ulster out of the 12 in the country. There's five seniors teams, uh, Tyrone, Cavan, Monaghan, Donegal and Armagh. And none of and those are seated? None of them are seated. And yet, in the intermediate, you know, for whatever reason, the LGFA didn't follow the same formula. If they were going with last year's uh, semi-finals, fine. But what they did then in the intermediate was uh, a team that was relegated, uh, Westmead, they were seeded. So can't understand what's going on there. But uh, there's, as you can see from the guidelines, there's no movement on the inter-county scene. Uh, that's the 14th of September is the return to training. And I think it's around the 16th of October is uh, around game and there will be two weeks between the two round games and then and semi-finals and then another two weeks between that and the All-Ireland Finals. Okay, so uh, the, the county championship will be over before the ladies' the county, championship, county team around. The county championship will be over, hopefully, uh, on the 12th of September. Uh, it's a directive we have from Ulster that all our games are to be completed by the 15th of September. They are going to have a provincial club championship. Well, there is going to be a provincial club championship. That's great. A provincial club now, not a provincial. There is no uh, provincial inter-county championship at the moment. Yeah. And okay. that, that was uh, to be discussed at last Friday night's meeting, but Helen O'Rourke, the CEO's uh, father, died. And they decided to shut down shop completely. Right, okay. Yeah, so uh, the provincial... Now, the thing is, we would be quite happy that perhaps, you know, two weeks would hold a provincial senior championship in Ulster. Three Sundays, do you know what I mean? Because it's not out. Yeah, yeah. And... uh, the girls themselves would like to play it. We're going to see can we push. But look, at the reality is in a pandemic that nobody looked and the dates are very, very, very tight. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you're not going to, Paul, there's no perfect balance here to be struck any which way along the line. You know, you want to look after your club players. You want to look after your inter-county players. And there is no uh, going to be no conclusion of the league. Inter-county league. Right, okay. So that's unfortunate for Cavan because they were going pretty well. They were going very, very well. and uh, But that's unfortunately it. Um, and this year, you know, we had, our, as I said to you the other evening, we had our executive on Saturday evening and Stephen presented, you know, his uh, fixtures. And to be fair, that we will have to be there can be no one-manship this year or no opportunism or nobody saying, well, we can't do this. The fixtures are there. If you want to play, that's it. You know, there is absolutely not one date that can be manoeuvred. Okay. And, um, and oh, so overall, yeah. overall, it's very positive, Carol, is it? At one stage, it looked like there'd be no football and now there's going to be uh, a lot of football. Absolutely. Look, at, I'll tell you, as I said, in my own house here alone, the WhatsApp's going off and Mark Greeny is the Ballamacue manager this year along with Barry Kiernan and, you know, giving fans little things to do, running and whatever. And now 
the return to non-contact training on Wednesday evening. And, I mean, they were just absolutely over the moon with that on Saturday. So there is an air of positivity. The only thing that's worrying, uh, I don't know whether you've seen the news today, did you, that um, the COVID cases worldwide is uh, increasing. And in Germany, they've gone from 1.6, the reaction rate, uh, last Friday evening to 2.8 on Sunday. Right, I didn't see that. Yeah, and that is a worrying concern. So that's why I'm saying Stephen and his committee have put very, very fine dates. And, uh, you know, you play it because nobody knows when uh, we may have to pull the plug. And hopefully we don't, because I think there's an awful lot more important things. There's girls that haven't gone back to work yet. Uh, kids going back to school and college at that, at that stage in September they will have been six months out of school you know, people not knowing whether they have jobs or whether their jobs will be you know, feasible to keep going I mean, our sponsors this year um, what we have done is you know, our sponsors have been very loyal to us like Donal and Karen Kyogen there in the Imperial uh, Philip Kiernan, Fresh Today for our championship and to be quite honest with you, we have asked them, could we use their names this year? You know, out of uh, a little bit of, and um, that please God, they will come on board uh, with us for 2021 when there is some financial stability. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's the way we have operated it. And I think it's the fair way um, to do it, you know. So it is going to be a new normal, and but it'll be damn good to be cheering on and having the headache of games and organising finals and Look, none of us knows it is uh, a thing in motion, and please God, no more than the men's, but the most important thing is that the community of the GAA has to be working together and working hard together to ensure the safety of everybody. And please God, we'll have an enjoyable return to the whole thing. Yeah, Paul, so... uh... The, the Cabin Ladies Board have been out. I, I suppose what I'm delighted with is that there was there was a bit of uh, there was a coming together of the Camogie, the the Ladies Board, and the Men's Board to make sure that the facilities that we all share are are not overrun and that we don't end up colliding with each other. So the the ladies are going to be running with fixtures on Saturday or sorry Sunday mornings essentially. But the the dates just to run over them again there, Paul. The dates for the ladies starting their league is when? Yeah, the league, the league starts uh, for the ladies on the 19th of July. And I think it's two league matches. Again, same thing as the men's where there's no promotion or relegation. But it's, as Carol said there, they were afraid that the clubs would start going outside the county looking for challenge games and stuff like that. And they thought it's better if they could structure it. So it's league games. So they're appointing referees and they're... they're uh, had their guidelines about how clubs should should approach league matches. They thought it's better if teams are going to want games that they give them games under their umbrella, which I thought was a good a good move. That starts on the nineteenth of July, and the championship starts on the 9th of August. And then the championship finals are down for um, the senior and junior championship finals are down for for Saturday the fifth of September, and the intermediate final is down for the following Saturday, so the twelfth of September. So it's it's actually they're going to, as you heard Carol saying there like they're. They're looking to play underage football as well. Um, so they've put an awful lot of work into, into this document. And they, as you said, they work collaboratively, collaboratively with Camogie and with the CCC. Jerry Sheridan, of course, head of the, of the men's board CCC, is also a big ladies football man as well. So that would have helped um, 
So I, I yeah, it's it's great to see it back. What what there wasn't clarity on that interview was conducted about a week ago. So at the time there there was no clarity on uh, provincial club competitions, and there was a preference there to or sorry, not provincial club. Yeah, there's no clarity on that, but the Ulster Senior Championship. There was a preference to play it, and they played off over three weekends because obviously it's knockout. Um, but it's not. It wasn't discussed at the last meeting because uh, there was a death and uh, in the family of of one of the officials at national level, so the meeting was cut short. So um, they weren't sure yet if there's going to be an Ulster Senior Championship, but there is an All Ireland Championship. And as you heard Carol saying there, Ulster have been sort of screwed in the All Ireland as well with five. There's 12 senior teams in the country. Five of them are in Ulster, and none of the Ulster teams have been seeded, which makes things difficult, uh, very difficult for the um, for the teams in Ulster and for the likes of Cavan. You're going to be in with a seeded team, but the same thing. I imagine they're just delighted to get back. Yeah, yeah, I, I, and and the funny thing being though, while I can I can understand um, the point of view, like when when there is more senior teams in Ulster than any other province I can also see why the LGFA went with the four seeded teams that they did because they were the semi-finalists last year you know which is kind of generally what you do when when you're seeding um, in, in a competition is is you go on results so it's you know while while it being difficult the reality is how many Ulster teams have a realistic chance of maybe beating Dublin or beating Cork um, you know, in in the senior, it's it's going to be a little bit more difficult for them. They're they're maybe a little bit behind them, but it'll just be interesting to see how it pans out. I hope that there is, for the girls' sake themselves, there is a a an Ulster championship as well. As as you know, Cavan, it's been a long time since Cavan have won a senior Ulster championship. I think it's nineteen seventy seven. So it's um it's one of those things that that. Every opportunity you can get to try to compete, and and this is a strong enough Cavan team to go and win an Ulster Championship. So, well, they showed we that last year, like mm. running Donegal so close, um, and like in Donegal, one of the top teams went on and won Ulster. So, Cavan were very close last year. Um, it, you also have obviously Monaghan, Armand, Tyrone there, and the senior as well. So, um, like Cavan would fancy the chances that they always do, and they were disappointed because they felt they were going very well in the league. Um, Better even than their results were suggesting that, like they had a, one or two sort of careless results, but they, they had been playing well and were bedding things in nicely. So, I suppose it's the same with so many teams across the country. It leaves things a real lottery now, you know. Like talking to Mickey Graham, and we'll, we'll be talking about it later on on the Die Hards podcast. It's it's totally unprecedented. Like the Cavan senior team, the men's team are going to have basically three massive games in three weeks, two league games. And then a week later, a championship game. It's never happened before. I, I wouldn't imagine that's ever happened before. That no. maybe for maybe for a league final, uh, when the finals just to run into May, maybe for some teams it might have happened that you might have had a pre- preliminary round of championship match or something. But I, I still think it would have been two weeks. So it's mm. it's it's unprecedented times across the board. But the only yeah. thing I suppose club football is is not affected nearly as badly. Like similar time frames. Same format. Well, the, yeah, I suppose it is. And uh, the interesting thing is club football is actually probably benefiting from it. You know, as you say, it is a similar time frame and, and, and format, but it's the it's usually as a club footballer, it's the slog that you put in up until 
the championship starts in August between kind of April and August or the end of April and August where it's very few games and loads and loads of training. At least now you're just running straight into games. You know, it's it's um it's a lot easier, I think, for a club footballer to motivate himself because you only have that short window to look ahead. Like you don't have to look that far into the future to see the run of games that are going to come for you. That's true, and like I don't think we're going to see any any significant drop in standards or anything like that for all the training that's been missed out on. Like you're, I know you always say this, Damien. There's a lot of training done for the sake of training. And like Niall Mina, uh, who is an authority on this sort of stuff, has said before that there could be a forty percent reduction in, in intercounty training and no, no, um, really significant reduction, reduction in standards. In quality. Yeah, and I think we'll see that in the club championships. We might even see a better standard in the club championships because more fellas will be fit, as in not injured. Um, certainly, there's going to be serious competition for places in clubs because what I'm hearing is that there's huge numbers out training in clubs. Um, yeah. You've got fellas at um, home that, that might have been travelling or or were travelling and decided they were going to come home for lockdown. Uh, so you've you've a stronger hand to choose from with it, probably with a lot of clubs as well. So it's going to make, like we say this every year, I'd love to listen back to our podcast in other years, looking ahead to club championships. But this is going to be a hell of a club championship, I think, because uh, people are just mad for football. Players in particular are just can't, chomping at the bit to get out there. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, so speaking of chomping at the bit to get out there, I caught up with uh, Mullerhorn captain and Cavan senior, Killian the Gunner Brady. So I'm delighted to be joined by uh, Cavan player and Mullerhorn captain, uh, Killian the Gunner, or captain last year. Anyway, I don't know if you've still held on to that title or not yet, Killian. Um, Killian, we're, we're seeing the, the return of football. Firstly, the club championship draw and Mullerhorn picking up Lauer in the first round. A team you're kind of familiar with, you played at least two times in 2018, anyway. Yeah, definitely. I'm probably looking at the draw, probably a one that probably suited both of us, really. Like, you know, um, especially where we're coming from and where they're coming from. So, uh, obviously, we know a lot about them and they know a lot about us. Like, but um, I suppose that's just the nature of the, the championship, really. You know, there's it's so even, like, you know, no matter what draw you see, it's hard to call a winner out of it. So, um, it's definitely going to be competitive anyway that's for sure you can guarantee that like, you know. how's, how's things been going in, in lockdown training wise with, with both club and county yeah it's good actually I'm just sitting here in the, the home gym at the minute now so <laughs> it's uh, a bit tighter on space than in general but uh, no it's been good I suppose it was hard at the beginning obviously you talk to a lot of the lads like it's you know when you no clear goal in sight like it is very hard in terms of in terms of the motivation, like, but uh, it's probably the commitment what you'd be looking at. You know, if, if you're committed to it, you get the work done, kind of thing. And um, I think every lad seem sort of happy where where they're at now in terms of fitness and physique and stuff like that. So uh, it has has gone well. Obviously, probably didn't make that make uh, massive improvements like that you you would if you're collect, training collectively. Like, but there was no sort of step taken back, like which is probably an important thing. You know. So, a lot of those levels have been maintained, so it's uh, you know probably as good a shape as ever. Nearly going into into the club season, so uh, you don't have sort of that hangover from maybe a, a inter county championship or something like that, where you're carrying knocks and stuff like that. So it's nearly sort of a clean bill of health going in for a lot of lads. So it's been good. Uh, it's the same as it's the same the earlier on. It was a good bite about about training now with lads getting back in and that extended break. It seems to be lads are just 
delighted to be back doing anything at all like together and even the social side of it, the bit of crack before training and after training and stuff like that. You, you really would miss that because you take it you, know, you take it for granted a lot of the time, you know, that side of that side of the thing, like you know, so, uh, loads of energy now, so looking it's getting, forward to it. It's even getting the old fogies out. I'm I'm back out playing with Drummond. I hear Philip the Gunner might give it another lash in Mullahorn. He might, yeah. Maybe his older brother Paul might give it another lash as well. <laughs> Any limbs left at all? They might have any sense left. They might stay where they are. But uh, yeah. yeah, no. So that's uh, looking at our squad. Is was is the age profile is very very low. So mm. nearly it's scary. to think I'm probably the eldest lad there at the moment. I don't consider myself old yet, but uh, that is the way it's looking. I suppose <laughs> chatting a couple of lads too. Is nearly you consider it a young man's game now? Even at, even at my age, like you know, I start to feel niggles, but. Uh, yeah, I suppose every lad's probably sick of and locked up at home, just mad to get out again and, and do a bit. And probably there seems to be more of an enjoyment factor at the moment, really, than maybe there had been other years. Probably lads gain a bit of perspective and stuff with that, you know. So it's a good opportunity to kind of go back to go back to the way things were, you know, lads enjoying the football a bit more, like, you know. I suppose the the upcoming the fact that come the middle of July, you're gonna run into uh, potentially if you get all the way to a senior championship final in the space of nine, ten weeks, you're going to have seven, eight, nine games. Like it's the, the ability or, the, or the, I suppose the optimism to go out and know that you're going to get games week in, week out. I think that's encouraging players. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's, a lot of lads seem to be happier with that. Like, you know, for another year, it's, it's a long year without games. So yeah. maybe that's kind of puts a lot of lads off. Like, you know, you could you know, I don't know what the ratio would be, but it would be, you know, it could be 20, 30 sessions without, and only one game, something like that, crazy, like, you know, so that definitely is, a, I suppose, a factor for lads coming back. Uh, I know, like, look at it, you probably are going to see injuries and stuff like that, like, but I suppose it's probably how the thing is managed too, like, you know, if you've lot of games and if training is managed in between, so you know yourself how it goes, like, if training is managed in between, lads are going to, Kind of keep healthy and fit, and, and probably as I say, enjoy it a bit more as well. Like, hmm. it'll be recovery is going to be the the key factor, I think, for for teams that are going to go all the way to the end of this championship. Like, how do you see what what's going to be the most important thing if if Mullahorn are going to win the championship this year? What are they going to have to do? Bar beat yeah, we're looking bar beat every team. Yeah, I suppose for us coming from where we're coming from is probably. Nearly looking after ourselves and getting our own house in order, really, like uh, kind of getting a few things wrong, maybe right to have gone wrong the last number of years in terms of you know player buy-in and maybe preparation and stuff like that. So as I said earlier on, it seems to be a good buy-in this year. Like the lads are all back, um, and you know it's whatever it, you can't really rush the fitness thing now. Like whatever you have, you have in the in the bank if you know what I mean. It's going to be games, games, games now. So it's probably getting as much ahead of those games as we can, you know, seeing where we're at, closer to the championship, you know. Hopefully get a couple of challenge games in between now and the start of the league. And I know we only have two league games to play before championship, which is probably a bit of a challenge. But uh, I suppose it, it kind of leaves everyone an even playing field as well. Like, you know, you can't really read form coming into it then. So, you know, a team could be on form that, you don't, that you're not aware of and catch someone on the hop. And probably we would... Probably of the ten or twelve teams that are in the championship, we're probably down, you know, the nine, ten to eleven teams. So we're kind of, as I say, we're going to have to be on our best every every day and kind of get, as I say, get as much out of every game as we can and 
see where I at at the end of the four four group games and see what happens after that. You know, probably a quarter final really would be a would be a realistic target for us. Whatever happens after that, you know. Mm. Yeah, so like a good as you say, a lot of young talent coming through Mullahorn and and it's a, it's a perfect opportunity for you. To, I'd imagine because you know the 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 old niggles that that old fogies like me and you have. They don't seem to have them at all. So it, uh, it could be the perfect storm for Mullahorn. But looking on to, to County then, when it all when club finishes up, you get into, like a, again, a very hectic schedule. Your, your two most important league games of the year followed by your, your most important game of the year in the Championship, all in three weeks. Are you looking forward to that? Yeah, of course. As I say, obviously it depends how the club season goes and that kind of comes into play really how long you want to have to prepare with the county if you know what I mean uh, I suppose our, our aim is the 14th of September to get back collectively like um, and then there's no time when you're into a tough run on fixtures I suppose you have two final league games with Kildare and Common, and then you know a big Ulster clash the week after so it's probably trying to get as right as you can for that and avoid the injuries and the niggles going into the, into the uh, into the county campaign, so you know it's, it's probably going in reverse this year. Where other years it's 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 county down clubs, so it's this uh, posing new ground as well, you know. Um, but you know, I suppose we'll 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 have that. I suppose that aftercare there is at the same time as well. Our our club campaigns will be monitored and stuff like that. So you know, the the body should be in good enough shape going back. Do you like the fact that the senior county final is on the twentieth of September? So it's given senior players, you know, it, it, it potentially three full weekends before you have to put on the Cavan jersey. So it should be enough time to take care of Niggles. Yeah, I suppose, and even the mental side of it as well, you know, uh, with the, that run of games, if you are to get to a county final, you know, it does take a lot out of you. So I'd say for whoever it is that is there, I suppose they would appreciate that that gap, like to. To get the bodies and the mind right again, like um, I suppose it's it seems a long way away, but you know yourself when the football gets back and the game start again, it doesn't belong with coming in. You know the, the, the weeks seem to fly by at that point. Um, but yeah, I'd say by the time the club championship is over, everyone will be mad to just keep keep going and see what we can do on yeah. the other side of it. You know, taking it just back to to the county scene, we we've seen obviously you couldn't come together collectively and, and you've been part of a county panel for a long number of years at this stage. Can you see the the um kind of the, the, the individual training being adopted more into your your preparation, particularly those winter months, November, December, going forward? Yeah, it's interesting now. I suppose I've had a number of pre-seasons this stage now and probably done it every way you could possibly do it like so. Um, this is definitely uh, this would have definitely been a new one. I suppose you could look at it as a, if it was a pre-season. You were doing that sort of heavy bit of lifting and that heavy bit of running, uh, at a, at just a different part of time of the year. Like, but uh, you can see the benefits of it. I suppose mentally, like that you're not, you know, you, you can prepare yourself during the week to your own schedule rather than the schedule that's been laid out for you by your management so uh, you know it can fit into your, your own your own working day or if you've did for myself I obviously work the shift work so I could do a block of work on my days off and then when I'm working then nights or stuff like that I can use them as my days off rather than trying to do go to work or go to training and then go and do a night shift after which is you know it's, it's just very fatiguing on the body so definitely going forward and it's something maybe that was kind of discussed maybe uh a small bit that it might be something that we could do for maybe a month or six weeks 
on our own, just as long as the trust is there. And I think, you know, based on how the lads are looking now, I think, you know, it is something that can be can be can implemented. Hopefully, like, um, so please God, fingers crossed. Yeah, there's definitely lessons to be learned. Like, it is a personal responsibility by a, a player to say, well, look, I'm you. If you let me off for these six weeks, I'm going to come back in hitting the targets that you want as as a management and. The, the benefits of that are, I suppose, no long distance traveling. If you're up and down and work in Dublin, that you don't have to worry about the, the three, four hours that you have to do to get up and down the train and the stuff like that. So it could be beneficial. Hopefully, hopefully there'll be plenty of learning. But uh, Killian, come here. Thanks a million for taking the time to talk to us and uh, best of luck in the championship. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. So Killian, as you can hear there, raring to go. Looking forward to all things, um, all things both club and county. I suppose to bring everybody up to speed on what we learned yesterday at the championship launches, Paul. Um, so for Division One, Division Two, and Division Three, there will be league football, and it's going to come in the format of two games before championship and two games after championship. And then I think I'm right in saying, Paul, it goes to the so that it kind of works the same way as the championship works. You've got four games. But the top four teams in each division from that just go straight into a semi-final and a final for the league with no promotion and no relegation. Yeah, so am I right in saying how many rounds are going to be played for the, of this league, Damien? Four is my understanding. Four, four rounds, okay. So two before championship and two after. Yeah. Okay, right. Um, so, so it's going to be... It's going to be if if you've semi-finals and only four games played, like there's going to be an awful lot of teams in contention, you'd imagine. Um, because you know it's, it's a small sample of games. No one's going to get too too far ahead of the posse when there's only eight points up for grabs. So again, that's going to make it very interesting. As it's good that they are running it off to a final, and I think it's fair that there there isn't promotion or relegation because you know to get promoted or relegated off the back of four games wouldn't really be a fair representation of a season. So um, I think it's good that we're getting league games. To be honest, at the time I I, I was against it. I thought it was sort of meaningless. Didn't see the point of it. But when I look at it now and say, well, yeah, running into a into a semi final and a final, potentially a six game league season. Okay, it's not ideal, but you know, you win an Ulster Championship in a lot less than six games at the same time, so it's worth winning. So um, I'm i personally think think on second on mature recollection, I think it's it's a fair enough system. I thought, geez, that, that's great to hear. That's great to hear. It's um, it's you know, like the other side of it too is that you're you're going to, the alternative being, you're going to go outside the county or go somewhere else and play challenge matches. And there is still that bit, that element of risk that may be involved in that situation. So I think, like the ladies' board, it was a good decision to go with, with league games. Killing Care are the only team, because there was an opt-out uh, option, and Killing Care 
for their their first year back up in Division One in the league football, they've decided to opt out of this uh, this league format or this league competition. Um, I was saying to you off air, I can understand why they they're doing it because essentially the last football that Killing Care played was as a junior in the junior championship, and now they potentially could land with a Castle Rahan, your your senior champions, as their next game. And in such a short build-up to an intermediate championship, which is obviously a step up from junior, you you could you could lose morale. I I can understand it, not necessarily that I agree with it a hundred percent, but it I, I can see the thinking behind it. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, no, I just when you're saying it to me there, I had to check back in my notes. But I thought Jerry Sheridan from the CCC in his address yesterday, I thought he said that that uh, teams would get games of, of teams of similar ability. So uh, uh, maybe I took that up wrong. I thought he w- it was a thing that they were going to just, you were going to get a game against another intermediate team and they're going to call it a league. But it, obviously it's not. No. It is that the teams are drawn from your league group. Um, yeah, no, so know, where you would have been seeded, yeah, in league format. In league format, okay. And you, you're not allowed to play against the team a team who you're drawn against in the championship. So if that if that if it comes out that you're drawn against, uh, let's say Kingscourt and Acton are playing in the first round of the championship, if they come out drawn against each other in the league, uh, that game will be, that'll be redrawed. That won't happen. So I think that's fair as well. But that's it. on the killing yeah. care, on the killing care thing, it's interesting. Yeah, like you'd imagine it could go either way if they were if they were to run into a really top, strong senior team and and didn't go well for them and they got a bit of a hockey and certainly that could affect morale, but. Uh, on the other side of it, if they played really well, uh, it would also affect morale and put it in a positive sense. So it's an interesting one, but um, we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll have to preserve judgment on that until we see how it plays out for them. Well, that's it. I suppose the uh, the other side being that the fact I I think I'm right in saying that Killingcare would have been the only intermediate team at senior level, so they potentially as a result of that would be. The weaker option because, as you said, Lacking can't play. Um, Lacking can't play Kingscourt, and Cavan can't play Killigarry. So you're automatically pulling certain teams away from uh, from being drawn together, and, and Killing Care could be the first option to go into those ones. So um, do you, do, yeah, you do have you do have seen some senior teams operating in Division Two, like I think Mullahorn and Lazy. They're both in Division Two, aren't they? No, Mullahorn's not. Um, Oh, sorry, yeah, Mullahorn are. Mullahorn, yeah, you're right, actually. Mullahorn and Lavi both down last. Uh, Lavi were. No, Lavi didn't get out of Division 2 last year, am I right? Saying that? Yeah, I'm just trying to think who got relegated with Mullahorn last year from the league. Yeah, it was Lara. Uh, Lara, Lara. Lara, they lost a lacking in the playoffs. So, Lara are another one. So, you've tr- you actually have three senior teams operating out of Division 2 of the league at the moment. You have yeah. Shercock as well. And Shercock as well, yeah. So you four, so they're going to be playing intermediate teams in, effectively in the league unless they get each other, and and they're going to be drawn against uh, senior teams, obviously in the senior championship. So look, it's an interesting one. Like to be fair, like they they are kind of glorified challenge matches, really. But I, I think yeah. it's I still think it's better than no football, and I do think it, it, it is better than a challenge match. So it's interesting that the Kill are the only ones to opt out of it. Um, but yeah. I, I can understand the logic definitely um, moving on to the championship then and the, the championship 
formats. Um, I suppose to, to run through them very quickly, um, at junior level, 13 teams in the pot. The first four teams that came out were the teams that would get the buys in round one, two, four, and five, with the four teams, the first four teams coming out, playing against each other in round three, um, which I think is a good addition to the championship last year because we did see situations where the buy in the last round made all the difference to the second last round of games. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a good innovation. Yeah, no, definitely. It's, you have to say it was something that the CCC obviously spotted and they've, they've tweaked in there. So, no, definitely couldn't have any complaints about that. Who, uh, do you have the, um, the, the fixtures to hand? Shannon yeah, I have, I have the fixtures to hand, yeah. There's the, tied around without doubt in the junior championship with Shannon Gales against Nockbride. That's going to be a humdinger of an opening. Yeah, like that's... Yeah, most people would would certainly have those two teams on the shortlist. Um, like, Knockbride could well have beaten Killingcare in the quarterfinal last year. Probably should have beaten them on the day, even should though, to be, to be fair, Killingcare had beaten them to get promoted in the league and beat them in the group. But when it came to it in the quarterfinal, they were the better team. And then Shannon Gales gave Knockbride a good game in the, or gave Killingcare a good game in the championship final. So, two, two of the outstanding teams in the division. But you've, you've, the junior championship is very strong looking. Like you've Dan there as well, who who uh, would give it a good rattle this year. They've been there thereabouts, and they've been underachieving for the talent that they have. Um, and then you've Swan and Bar, obviously they're from intermediate, but they've got an influx of of some good players from Corla as well. Um, like there's always been good players in Corla. The problem was that they had small numbers, but now they're yeah. playing. So that it'll be interesting to see how they gel as well. They've got Swan, it's Swan and Bar and Dan in the first round. Temple Port, who are one of the up-and-coming young teams, and I've got fellas back. They're playing Red Hills, which should be an interesting one. Um, Drung against Drummolee. Again, uh, two teams that have been hovering around the quarter-final stage, but will, will both have their eye on, on going forward this year. I think there's some there's some cracking games in that. Renugent will probably be fancied to be Kill, uh, based on last year's form. And then Kildallan, uh, but you wouldn't know because Kill again have brought in some good youngsters. And then Kildallan against Munch Connacht, uh, again the Munchies coming on coming on strong in particular after last year getting to the semi final of it. So like, I think I think it's a it's got to make us of a great championship. It's great to see that the the changes that were made to the championship structures are starting to pay off. I think all the divisions are weakened by that sort of rearranging that went on, or strengthened by that sort of rearranging that went on. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Like, because you nearly could predict a few, a, a few years back when there was only the was it the twelve teams down? It was actually ten teams at one stage down the junior. You nearly could predict right. Whoever's relegated from intermediate will win the the junior, uh, or or very close to it. And if it wasn't them, it's definitely one of two. So, but now you look through that junior field and. Uh, you know, there's there's five that immediately come to mind for me that could win that championship, and then when I stretch it out to think, would would another three or four teams that if they get everybody fit and everybody playing to their best of their ability, you could easily stretch that up to eight teams that could win that championship, which is just great to see for competition. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, like you've you've young teams like Montreconnect and Marnugan with good forwards. Like, which you can never discount a team with that sort of profile that that's young and improving and with firepower. Tampa Porter, another with, that ticks that box. 
they're three sort of exciting teams. Obviously, not not Brian and Shannon Gales are, are the big guns. Uh, and then are right up there. I would rank then right up there. Like then we're competing at the upper end of Division Two in the league uh, all the time in recent years, but just it hasn't just happened for them in the championship. And not getting out of the group was a disaster really for them. I know it took a freak result elsewhere. Well, not a freak result, but much uh, can't give Killing Care an unexpected sort of a hiding in that that round four game last year, um, which was. But then I mean, then were beaten as well on the day as well as Byron Hills. So. So it was in their own hands and they didn't take advantage of it. That was a serious underachievement for them, but I think they, they'll tighten it as well. So, like it's, and it's I wouldn't rule out your own, I wouldn't rule out your own Red Hills either. Like, if, if they get a full clean bill of health, who'd, who'd like to face Torlock Mooney and Rory Dunn and Packy uh, Leddy and, and, and players of that caliber, you know, county players essentially. So, there's, there's still. You know that short championship window, I think, is going to entice people back into into a, a big level of commitment for a short space of time. And I think we could we could see you you could see a, a complete left field winner of this junior championship. Yeah, it sounds like you're about to tip John Lee, Damien. <laughs> no, no, no. I was, I was talking about Red Hills there. <laughs> Keep the spotlight off John Lee. <laughs> it's definitely off a window. Exactly, exactly. If, if well, back back training. I, 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 that's all I can. That's as far as I can stretch at this stage now. To say I'd be playing would be a big stretch. Um, come here. Moving on to the intermediate championship, the Hotel Kilmore, just a Cully's Craft Bakery Junior Championship, of course. And and huge thanks to to Cully's uh, Craft Bakery for again their support. As was said yesterday, Paul, and we'll not harp on about it, but we do need the support of these businesses to run the competitions, and and it's great that they, they stayed on for another year, both them and the Kilmore, and it's important that, that people can try to give them a wee bit back when they get the opportunity. But moving on to the Hotel Kilmore Intermediate Championship, the draw, uh, Coot Hill got the round one by, then you had Kilishandra against Baileyborough, Beltorbid against Ramer United seconds, uh, Ballon McHugh against Cornafain, Arva against Balanya, Drumgoon take on Killing Care, from Lane take on Butler's Bridge and Coo Hollins take on Bally Hayes. What's the tie of the round for you there? Um, there's a few. I'd say there's probably three. I was looking at this earlier. Like Arva v Valnia, that's a game I, I hope to, to see. Uh, from Lane and the Bridge, two again, two exciting young football teams <laughs> there. And Coo Hollins and Bally Hayes, um, two very experienced teams with, with loads of good forwards and firepower there as well. So, I think you've Torbert against Rammer's second team. I was talking to a Bilthorbert man yesterday at the, at the launch and he was saying, like, you never know what you're going to get there with Rammer, which is true because uh, they played last year, I think, in the group and there was fellas playing who ended up playing in the senior final coming on. So there's going to be quality players on that, that Rammer second team. Kilishandra uh, against Bailiborough, another interesting one because Kilishandra have a lot of players back and Bailiborough... Are a team that showed last year that they, that they have a lot of quality, but just just lost form completely coming into championship. There's loads of loads of uh, good games. There's not a bad game in that. Bally McHugh and Corner Fenway would, would be a good game. I was actually going to say, have you ever seen a first round championship draw that if I literally said to you, put you on the spot right now, you know, to 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 give a, a percentage, right? We'd say Cuhollins, Bally Hayes. I don't think any of these games you'd go more than a 60-40. They're all very tight. Like, they are very Hull tight, and Bally yeah. Hayes, that, 
that's a 50-50. The Bridge Drum Lane is 50-50. Killing Care Drum Goon, not a huge amount between them either. You know, they're, they're such tight. Seven games there are so, so tight. Yeah, completely. I'm, I'm, I was actually looking forward to seeing Coot Hill because uh, some of the Coot Hill lads were mad about with, with my rankings. Uh, and I was looking forward to getting a look at them because I believe they're, they're, they've got a big pick this year as well. But uh, they have a bye the first round. But again, like they're, they're going to be right in the mix too. It's going to take a good team to beat Coot Hill if they have everyone and they're all singing off the same hymn sheet. So it's, it's a hell of a draw. Yeah? You, couldn't have, you couldn't have come out, come out with a better first round really. Than what is there? Like even as you say, from Goon and Killing Care, Killing Care probably probably uh, made more headlines last year, last couple of years making finals and stuff. But from Goon have had some some brilliant one off results, like beating Lara, for example, was fantastic. It's like there's lots, yeah, lots to look forward. And to. you have the you have the Paddy Bates effect in in Killing Care from Goon as well, ex ex from Goon manager and living in from Goon and and very associated with the club, and he's now over killing care you know there's, there's, there's loads of little subplots even when, when you dig into them there that um, are, are going to make it very very interesting I'm, I'm, I have to say when I seen this draw coming out because like I heard I heard like all clubs but we, we were talking well I was talking to somebody from Bally Hayes who was telling me of all the players that are available this year and with every it looked like absolutely everybody's back and fit and raring to go for Bally Hayes it changes the the ranking completely on them because they're with everybody in good shape. Bally Hayes are are up there with the best in the definitely the best in the intermediate, maybe even in Division One standard football. So it's uh, and yet Holland, I think, have made brilliant strides in the last few years. Probably the most consistent team in the intermediate championship over a two year period. So it's uh, there's so many mouth watering games in that. I I. Uh, I daren't to see the week before that intermediate starts that we have to try and pick our winners from those ones. Yeah, you can. There's only one thing guaranteed, and that's for sure, is that people are going to be mad with us, and we're going to have egg in our faces for some of the some of the predictions. <laughs> but anyway, that's the joys of it. Yeah. And come here. So the intermediate final is fixed for the um, the twenty seventh. Is it of September? Yeah, twenty seventh of September. Yeah. So and and it it starts the same weekend as. The senior championship, um, which is the last weekend in July, I think I'm right. Yeah, to say that's going to be that's going to be a bumper weekend, and club venues are being used as, as Kieran Callan told me that a couple of weeks ago that they would be because <clears throat> there was some talk that Berkeley would be used a lot, uh, for the advantages that it gives you for social distancing and all that. But the, the club venues are going to be used for an awful lot of games. And Jerry Sheridan was origin club yesterday to get the ducks in a row and have their volunteers lined up and have their facilities in good order. So, yeah. again, yeah. the championship's going on the road again, which is what we like to see. Yeah, definitely. It, it, it gives it gives an extra little bit of a buzz. And then the addition of that new Cavan Club app, which is or Cavan GA app, which you're going to be able to buy your tickets on, will give people a bit of security that they're able to, um, maybe peace of mind, that there's no physical contact in, contact needed to get into the grounds but we'll have more details we might get um we might get john highland in to give us a wee bit more information on that app um but yeah the uh, the first round of the senior championship will take place on the weekend of the the 31st um of july starting on the friday to the first and second of august 
Um, so there'll be there'll be great excitement that weekend. That's both intermediate and senior. Um, moving on to the senior championship draw. Uh, Paul, I, I have it to hand. Maybe you have it. Yeah, have, I have it here in front of me. And there's Go two games, it. two games jumping out for me. Um, so obviously there's there's around dozen in the senior championship, no buys. Um, and the two games that are jumping out for me are Garna against Ramor and Kiligary against Calvin Gales. I think they're they're potentially four heavyweight teams there. Um, You've got Kingsford against Lacken, which is a familiar fixture at this stage. They seem to play every year. Um, to certainly play, it used to always be Lacken against the Gales. They played something like something like eighteen times in twenty years. Lacken played the Gales in the championship, which is absolutely insane. Um, but they've avoided the Gales, but they'll probably get them at some stage again. Um, Crushalaw and Lavi is an interesting one. The word is that Lavi have have everyone back and are going well. The fellas are fit. And uh, Lavi are looking forward to that. Krushla, of course, a lot of people will fancy them to win the championship this year, and I imagine they're going to be they're going to be confident as well. Krushla gave Lavi a good hammering in the in the quarterfinal last year, but I don't That's think right. that I don't think that really reflects the gulf between the teams. Um, Lavi had a good few injuries that evening and had a just a disaster on the evening, but uh, I'd imagine they'll be closer this time. And then you, you've Casaran and Shercock, which was a good game last year in Virginia. I was at that one. Casaran um, pulled away late mm-hmm. on, but there wasn't a lot in it. Uh, that's a good game. And then Mullerhorn against Lara. Again, familiar foes. They've played a lot in the last couple of yeah. years. They played, they played, did they play in the league game last year? No, didn't play in the championship, but played the league final of that year and had played in, in, in a league game as well. So uh, I've played three times in the last two seasons. Mullen yeah, so, Lara. so they'll be very, they'll be very uh, familiar with each other. That that's a good one because I fancy Lara. Um, if Lara are are continuing the same vein they saw la- last year, I I've said this before in the podcast. I fancy Lara to establish themselves quickly at senior level, and Mullerhorn will be a good test, very good test. And I'm looking forward to that one as well. Yeah, it it it'll be very interesting because I I was actually speaking with a Lara player after the draw uh, yesterday evening. And I was saying it was it, that's the type of first round that both teams would have wanted. And, and, and you, you heard Killian the Gunner is kind of stating the same, you know, that, that they both know, the, or, or the way I was looking at it was they're both in around the same level at, at senior, you know, probably in the, in the bottom end of the, of, the, of the table. But a Lara player said to me, yeah, like I, I, the way I stated to him was that you're probably happy that you avoided a top four team. And he said, well, we think we're a top four team. So there's confidence in that Lara group of players, which you need. You need that confidence to go to become those those top, top teams. They just have to go out and prove it now. And God knows there's, there's no shortage of potential. And if they have that confidence that they, that they can go on to be a top four team, all they have to do is then produce the work. And they, they could go on and do it, but it's uh, it'll just be interesting to see how all teams have used the downtime and the lockdown. You know how individuals looked after themselves because I think that that's going to be key as we get into it. We've seen like in Bundesliga and even in the Premier League where hamstring injuries and muscle injuries are are a multiple of what's normal as a result of returning to play with a heavy enough load. You know we might see that at club level as well. Yeah, I'd say we might, yeah. I'd say, I was actually just saying that to someone myself over the weekend. Like That's something that they're going to have to watch out for. Um, and I suppose those league games might 
might help that a wee bit because you know managers have big squads to choose from at the minute because so many fellas coming back to play so they get an opportunity to rotate their, their squads and give fellas a taste of competitive football again embed them in so it's not a total shock to the system when they go out in the, in the championship so that's another good benefit I suppose of playing those couple of league games but yeah it's, it's I think the physios are going to be working overtime because fellas are so finely tuned now that muscle injuries are unfortunately very common yeah definitely definitely so again just to recap the uh, the final of that will be played on the 20th of September um, it, the final up until the finals so quarterfinals and semifinals are a result on the day and then the finals there is a replay um, available the week after the initial fixture at intermediate senior and junior and um, and the uh, the the replay is is result on the day as well. Yeah, and then there's a, there's a break, so it's week on week, uh, right through until the semis, and then there's a break before the finals, which which is not yeah. So at senior level, at senior level, essentially six weeks in a row, um, your four group games, your quarter final, and your semi final, and then there's one week gap, and then you've your final. So it'll all be played over an eight-week period, seven games in eight weeks. In the case of the intermediate and the junior, it's uh, five weeks of group stage games, but one of those weeks, you're going to have nine of the teams not playing because it's the teams who got the bye. That's round three. So it takes that extra week to run the uh, the intermediate and the junior championships. Yeah, um, because of the odd so, number, yeah. Because of the odd number, but it, it that's how that's how it runs on. So your intermediate championship starts the same week as the senior, and with the additional group stage games, it means that the final is a week later. And the junior championship, um, I think starts that that week later, uh, which is the seventh of August. That first weekend gets it going. So, so plenty plenty to look forward to there. Uh, the other news coming from yesterday that was asked of Jerry Shorten was about um, reserve championship and thankfully there's going to be a reserve championship it's going to run on the same format as the senior, intermediate and junior which is four group stage games, quarter final, semi final and it's due to start um, around the time that the quarter finals of the championships, the, the senior, intermediate and junior start which um, is the end of August start of September time yeah, yeah, which is great. And f- four games before you go into the knockout stage just gives lots of games to reserve footballers. And they're going to be needed this year because, as we said, there's a lot more fellas playing ball this year, which is just brilliant. Um, and with the Horland draw yeah. as well. So it's it's four teams, knockout, and the semi-finals are Mullerhorn and Josephs against Pierce Oak and East Cavagales against Goodhill Celtic. Yeah, and it's going to take place in the middle to the end of September. It's 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 running a bit later. I'm right in saying that. Yeah, he they said um, again around the quarterfinal stage. He said so, talking about uh, early September, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. So good, good to see that that we're, we're getting the Hurling Championship in as well because the uh, the the momentum that was gathered last year, it'd be very disappointing if you lost all of that all of a sudden. So. Um, it'll be great to get those games back in as well. So we've we've a huge amount of sport to look forward to. I'm uh, I'm sitting up in the chair now, Paul. I'm all excited, raring to go. <laughs> it's like the rain, Damien. We we got no rain there for a couple of months, and looking out the window, I think we're getting 
a couple of months worth at once. And it's the same with the football. But absolutely nothing. And we're going to be in a couple of weeks' time we'll be spoiled for choice, but choice for us brilliant. Yeah, it'll be delighted. My my wife will be delighted to see the football back because it'll get me out of her hair. <laughs> Speaking of hair, I keep on forgetting to mention this, Paul. Um, anybody who doesn't know or hasn't seen, if you go onto my uh, personal Facebook page, um, Damien Donahue or Twitter, you'll see that I'm doing a fundraiser at the minute where I was going to shave my head for charity, and my wife told me it wasn't uh, that there was no sacrifice at all because I wanted to get rid of the mop. So she said, "Why don't you grow it for charity?" So for every 150 euro I raise. I'm going to let my hair grow for another week. There's terrible news. I've got three more weeks to go on the current uh, amount of money that's raised, uh, which means that I'm going to definitely need a hairband to play football, which is really, <laughs> really embarrassing. The boys up in Killigar or up in uh, Drumley are already calling me uh, Nadal, so that's that's not good. But uh, the, the two charities that I decided to, to split the money between were So Sad Cavan, which is obviously saves, save our sons and daughters. It's a suicide awareness charity and all of that money stays within Cavan that is raised. And the other one is Slauncher 2020, which we spoke about on a podcast a few weeks ago. Um, it's, it's for the, the Irish community in the tri-state area of New York, um, particularly the undocumented who are struggling uh, during this COVID-19 crisis. So um, if you head on over to my social media, there's a GoFundMe page if you'd like to see my hair grow longer. I'll be posting another picture today. Paul, it's embarrassing how bad it's getting. <laughs> yeah, the last time I saw you, it was absolutely shocking. So I just can't imagine what it's going to be like in three weeks' time. It's like, it's like um, it's sort of a, Don, there's a Don King thing going on there, but... Then there's a sort of a boy band look to it as well. So, uh, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's absolutely criminal. So I'd, I'd encourage everyone to donate. Even if you can only give a fiver, do it so we can keep this man's mop of hair. Yeah, the, 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 the thought of Don King in a boy band just got me giggling there. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, thank you very much for listening to the McAvoy's Super Value GA podcast. Don't forget to tune in to our diehards service over on patreon.com forward slash we are Kevin, where we'll hear from Mickey Graham and other players that were at the launch of the club championships yesterday in the Hotel Kilmore. <laughs>